Hello, hello. It's, welcome it's back. Getting like this is episode five. Episode five. I was yes. right. Season two, episode five. Gang, gang, you gang, were gang, gang. Half. This is the at the end of this episode. We'll be halfway through season two. Yeah, love that for us. Hope all y'all love listening that. love that too, and you've enjoyed um, the seasons, the seasons, the episodes. So far, I have. have Yeah, I have. Yeah, this has been good. I feel like we are getting a little better at the podcast every episode. Like, maybe not every episode is as good as, like, the last one, but I feel like we're getting better at getting it closer to, like, exactly what we think in our head our podcast should be. You know what I mean? If that makes any sense? I think every episode is better than the last. Or, like, you know, we improve with each one. Practice makes better, you know, and we're killing the game right now. Yeah. We, I feel really, like, happy for us. I don't want to say, like, proud, but I guess kind of proud. I feel really happy for us that we are, like, getting it out. I don't know if that makes sense. Like, creating is so... Hard sometimes. Easy to do when you're, like, in school. You know what I mean? When you're in environments like that. And I guess maybe not for everyone. Some people might find school really stifling. But it's easy to create when you're younger and then sort of as you grow into being an adult and having adult responsibilities, it gets harder and harder. Yeah. And making this podcast feels like, to me, almost like a form of self-care for us. Like we are, I you know, we that, actually man. make something and we put it out. Yeah. So I'm like stoked, stoked for us. I love that for And it, us. you know, if you think that our podcast isn't great right now, give us a couple episodes. It gets better every time. Eventually we'll be... Yeah. So good, you won't even believe it. You know, some shows didn't pop off until, like, their fourth season, but that's just because people weren't really tuned in, you know? And they just came in season yeah. four, and they're like, oh my god, what is this show? And then they went back and watched it from season one, and you're like, this is the greatest piece of art I've ever experienced. And honestly, I think we're sitting on gold right now, Mav. Gold! <laughs> we're sitting on art. I think that, like, as long as we like doing it, we're going to keep doing it, and so... I'm ha- I'm like I'm happy. Every time we put out an episode, I'm really proud of us. I'm really happy and like excited for the next one. You know? So, so we're doing good. Who are we talking about today, Matt? Because I have literally no idea. Per always. Well, Lauren, because we should say our names more often. Oh yes. Well, I think <laughs> we I did. said I just said Mav, didn't I say it? No, you say Mav constantly. I like never say Lauren or Lonix or anything <laughs> at all. That's okay. But if you want to know how to break up, we probably can't help you. Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. However, this is how Tristan and Isolde did it. Tristan and who? Isolde. Okay. Um, I-S-O-L-D-E. Ooh. I don't know who any of those people are. I do like the name Tristan just as like a FYI. And Isolde sounds yeah. kind of like exotic. I don't know if that's a PC to say or not, but I said it. So. Well, it's Irish. Is it really? That's not what I have get. What yeah. I would have guessed. So. Shout out to Ireland. It, like, it definitely feels very, like, Irish, honestly. I think that's just because I know that it is yeah. Irish, but it definitely feels... It's one, It's like um, Sir Ronan's name, you know what I mean? You're like, that feels very Irish. Sure. I mean, feels- to be fair, I could, <laughs> I could bone up on my Irish culture knowledge, you know, info uh, map. So, maybe in this episode, I'll I'm sure learn a lot. It, well, well, <laughs> I don't know that I know a ton. The problem is... I, we're not experts in anything. And so I'm just trying to give a very basic knowledge of stuff. And I'm trying really hard not to tell you anything that's wrong. Yeah. But there's only so much research I'm willing to do yeah. into like the background of something. The rest is speculation. Anyway. It's opinion. You know, we're just having a cool fireside we're chat. We're vibing. Right now. Vibing. 
Yeah, I just don't. If you're listening and I get something wrong and it angers you, that's their like, problem. Maybe take nah. a deep breath yeah, because yeah. that's not the intent. Yeah, go touch not, grass. I'm, try, I'm doing my best here. <laughs> Who? Okay. On the one hand, I'm sorry I was wrong. On the other hand, we all need to chill a little bit. Don't be sorry. We don't know what okay. you don't know until you don't know it. Until maybe you know I'm it. not wrong. Also, maybe I don't want to like open up saying I'm wrong because I did research and like I did fact check stuff. Anyway, yeah, a very quick note on the historic background for this myth because Tristan and Isolde is a myth. This episode is our fictional episode. Like last season, we did Romeo and Juliet. (gasps) Yes. This season, we're doing Tristan and Isolde. They're fictional. Although, to be fair, we already did uh, Isis and Osiris was like a little. Yes, I was just they. They were in a way accidental. Accidental. Like I was gonna do an actual physical couple. Yeah. And then that didn't work out. Hmm. So you're getting to quasi-fictional ones. Okay. I'm not I will say that, in a way, Tristan and Isolde are more fictional than Osiris and Isis, because as far as we know, they could be actual gods. Like, what do we know? Tristan and Isolde? No, uh, Osiris and Isis. Uh, They are, in my mind. Honestly. I believe in them wholeheartedly. So, Tristan and Isolde, I think, definitely didn't exist. 100%. They have cool names, though. Definitely did not exist. They're like King Arthur. You know what I mean? King Arthur didn't exist. We don't need to go down that rabbit hole. It's fine. <laughs> that'll be that'll be a special feature cut. You know, we can do an episode. Well, about we that. can. You know what? Maybe next season we'll do King Arthur and his wife. Yeah, deal on the historic background though, because mm-hmm. we it kind of connects to what we were talking about last episode with the British and the Irish and how I was like, it's complicated. This is also the British versus the Irish. Although last episode it wasn't the British versus the Irish. Oscar Wilde just was Irish. But anyway, the Roman Empire was in part very focused on expansion, right? You remember the Roman Empire? Yes. What a they grand loved empire. expanding. Yeah. Caesar, the Caesar, the one that we know and love. Caesar was in he invaded Britain in fifty five and fifty four BC. Like he tried to go over there, tried to take it over. I think he went over there, basically took it over. But when he came back, they were sort of unable to keep control of the island. It wasn't until 43 AD when Emperor Claudius that the Roman Empire was able to take control of the island. And they actually were able to set up Roman cities and they built like they built infrastructure there in 54 BC or sorry, in 43 AD. So it was like almost 100 years later. Yeah. They were finally able to get on Britain and make it a colony. Uh, it was a colony up until 410 AD. So for almost 350 years, it was a Roman colony. At the same time that Britain was being a Roman colony, Rome was never able to get across the Irish Sea uh-huh. and take over Ireland. Okay. They had like, Rome had influence over Ireland and stuff like that, but they were never, it was never colonized. They were never really taken over. Mm-hmm. This allowed the Irish tribes and the like people that are native to Ireland to sort of thrive and prosper while the people native to Britain mm-hmm. weren't. They were sort of subjugated, right? They were fractured and they were, they were just like, they weren't able to grow at the same rate. After 410 AD, when the Romans left, they were sort of left really fractured and vulnerable. And Ireland, who was not fractured and vulnerable, was able to sort of attack them and control them. They were the stronger power at the time. Yeah. And they would sort of regularly send over raiding parties to threaten different villages in Britain and basic, or like even bigger than villages, like small towns and stuff Mm -hmm. and threaten them that if they didn't pay tribute that they would kill everyone there you know that's like the sitch at the time okay 
So it's it's kind of tense, is what you're saying. Yeah, tense is a word I'll use. It's tense. Um, because this is a myth instead of a play, like Romeo and Juliet was a play, there are a lot of different versions of the events and the characters yeah. within the myth. Okay. All of this is based off of like one poem from the Middle Ages or even earlier than the Middle Ages. And that poem doesn't exist anymore. So you, all we really what have are people talking poem, about man? this poem. What happened to the poem? We lost it. We lost it. Oh, no. I don't know. We lost this it. great piece of literature We lost, we lost so many poems. That's awful. But we have poems talking about that poem, and we have people writing letters about the poem. So we know stuff about the poem. Yeah. We just don't have it. No And we have works source. based off of it. So this is all meta. And now we even have multiple works based off of the work that it's based off of the poem. You know, like yeah. we just keep spreading out. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So there are a lot of different versions of the story going on. Yeah. So I kind of just picked the ones that I either liked the most or thought was the best or most cohesive for the story that we're telling. Yeah. Okay. I will note some differences as we kind of talk because I, it, there are things that some versions of the story have done that I think are interesting to talk about, but I'm going to tell one story. You know what I mean? Okay. So here we go. Young British knight Tristan travels to Ireland to ask for the hand of the princess Isolde for his uncle, King Mark of Cornwall. King Mark is not the king of Britain, you know? He's just a king of one of the many sort of tribes or groups. And he is actually a real dude. King Cornwall. But no one else is. Yeah. Mark of Cornwall. What a corny name. <laughs> well, we're going to call him Mark. <laughs> we call him Cornwall? At this time in Britain, it was made up of a bunch of different groups. Um, tr- more than tribes, you know? It was like the Picts and the Celts and the whatever. Like, it was a lot of different groups of people. Uh-huh. And sometimes they were fighting with each other. Sometimes they were getting along with each other. Some groups liked other groups and not this one, but I like that one. You know, it was all messy. Yeah. And Ireland was all united. You know what I mean? They're all just one. They're all just the Irish. Yeah. Okay. And so Mark is the king of Cornwall, but that doesn't mean he's the king of all of Britain. That's what I'll say. Gotcha. Tristan has already been to Ireland once, but last time he came in a disguise. Wait, Mark is Mark is Isolde's uncle? Mark is Tristan's uncle. I thought Tristan was coming to ask for Young British knight Tristan travels to Ireland to ask for the hand of the princess Isolde uh-huh. for his uncle, King Mark of Cornwall. So it's not even Tristan that wants Isolde. It's his uncle. Yes. Why w- He's going for his uncle. Why isn't his uncle going? Because you send a dude. I don't why? Well, I mean, he's busy being king of the area and uh, running everything. What's Tristan do? Tristan is a knight. He just, I don't know that he's an actual knight, but he uh, just is in the court and does what his uncle asks him to do. He's just I don't the, think he has like an official title. He's just a plebeian who just is this messenger man. He's the nephew of the king. So That's true. Okay. So he's on his way so Mark Cornwall can get his wifey. He's... Yeah, he's going over there to Ireland. Cool. He has already been to Ireland once, but last time he came in disguise. So what happened before was his old father, who is a an Irish king, he might be the Irish king, depending on which version of the stories you're reading. Her father sent her father's champion, Morholt, to Cornwall, which is in Britain. Morholt? So across the Irish Sea. Uh-huh. Morholt. Yep. He sent Morholt to Cornwall to demand tribute, right? Is that money? Yeah, or goods. In order to not give tribute, because they didn't want to, you know, like, no one wants to be just, like, threatened like that. Yeah. Tristan fought Morholt and killed him, leaving the tip of his sword in Morholt's body. Oh. And that sword was still in Morholt when he was sent back to Ireland for burial. That's savage, and also, 
Is that normal? Why didn't they take it out? Oh, maybe it's really in there. It's deep and in he's there. dead, so like, who, yeah. I'm not going to, no, you know. Yeah, the surgery's not going to help anything. However, Morholt was known to use a poison blade, and the cut that he gave Tristan during their fight wasn't healing, and so Tristan's, like, also dying. Oh, no. Right? Yeah. So, Tristan traveled to Ireland in disguise to gain help from a famous Irish healer. Princess Isolde was a bright and passionate woman uh-huh. who was actually the healer. Oh. Although she used a different name and never let Tristan know her true identity. Okay. But so Tristan made it to this to her and she healed him? Mm-hmm. She healed him and he returned to Cornwall. In England, the tribes are debating and deciding what to do about the near constant Irish attacks. Divided, they have no hope against the bigger and more powerful Irish army. Army is probably not the right word, but anyway. Uh-huh. However... If they were to unite under one king, they just might stand a chance against them. Okay. King Mark, who is wise and kind, he seems like the obvious choice. King Mark Cornwall. In an effort to garner even more political power and possibly to avoid bloodshed from the Irish, Mark sends Tristan to ask for the Irish king's daughter, Isolde, for her hand in marriage. Wait, sorry, okay. I thought that was already happening. We are going back. We are doing a circular thing i told you i started it off with him going yeah, there yeah, and then we went back in time and now we're back to where we were at i got it tristan arrives back in ireland yeah and finds that the people are being terrorized by a dragon just a random he is dragon. able to i think there were lots of dragons at the time <laughs> okay it's a myth tons of dragons <laughs> dragons everywhere he is able to defeat the dragon but he's injured again oh, when he no. goes to the king to ask for his daughter's hand in marriage for, to ask for his daughter's hand, he is shocked to discover is old. The healer is the princess, you know? Wait, wait. But I thought he was going to the king. Why is he... He did go to the king, but he asked for the daughter's hand, and so the daughter came out. Oh. I thought she was in disguise, though, when she healed him the first time. You said he didn't know. She just didn't tell him his name. She just didn't tell him her name. Oh. But, like, she, he saw him. And, like, disguise is... Yeah, he came in... Dis- like, he came in disguise, too, but, like... They could recognize each other when they were, like, sitting. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. They spent time together while she was... It's not like you walk in the doctor's office, she gives you a prescription, you leave. Well, no, but... They, like, you know, sat together. It's like some gypsy, like, veil over the face. Okay. The two had grown close when he was first in Ireland, but he is committed to his duty and to his uncle. Of course. The King, King Mark. Yes, as you would be. Azold helps heal Tristan, and while she's healing him again, she sees his sword, and she realizes that the tip is missing... And knows that he was the one to have killed Morhold. Angered by this, because she liked Morhold. Uh-huh. That was her her people. Yeah. Angered by this, and in an effort to move past her growing feelings for Tristan, <gasps> she agrees to marry Mark. She has feelings for Tristan? Yeah, and Tristan has feelings for her. That's kind of cute. Over- but she agrees to marry Mark, because she's pissed at him. That's so... Because <laughs> he killed Morhold. <laughs> that would be like that sometimes, you yeah. know? That's, that's some modern day petty shit right there, Mav. You know? Yeah. But also, damn... Yeah. She's got feelings for Tristan, and she's also mad at him because she realized that he killed Morholt, which she's like, that's the homie. Why'd you do that? But I also love you still. So I'm going to marry this other man because I'm mad at you that you killed my friend, and also I love you. Well, she also knows that she she also knows that she can't marry Tristan. Why not? I thought because also, he's here to get her to marry yeah, King Mark. Yeah, like you know what I mean. He's not even like asking so she about can't have. Yeah, if she wanted him, she couldn't have him anyway. And so, in order to like really solidify that in her mind, she says, "I'm going to marry King Mark." Then, like that's the right thing to do. She yeah. agrees. Yeah, as she and Tristan. And Tristan's men, because he came with a, like, he didn't come alone. He came with 
backup. Yeah, of course. And Isolde's maid, prepared to leave. Isolde speaks with her mother, the queen. Uh-huh. Right? Uh-huh. She doesn't confess her feelings for Tristan, but she does mention her worry that she won't love Mark or that Mark won't love her. Why? Like, she's worried about that. Well, okay, we know why she's worried about that, because... She loves Tristan. Well, she's also just worried that she's going to go all this way and show up and the guy's going to be like, that's her? Gross. Like, you know, like that. It's a blind marriage. Does Mark not know what she looks like? How did Mark decide on her? He just like pulled it out of his, like a name out of his ass. The princess of, yeah, the Irish princess. But like. It's political power. um, And it might get the Irish to stop attacking them. Okay, sure. Yeah, yeah, I mean, she's pretty girl, right? Or no? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. All right. She's pretty. Okay, so she tells her mom that she's, you know, yeah, she's yeah, worried she about anxiety. whether or not this marriage is going to be one of love or just Well, we already duty. know it's not that math. After her mother leaves. Mm-hmm. Wait, wait, does her mother not, like, respond after, or say anything? Yeah, I mean, like, they talk, they have a whole conversation. But after her mm-hmm. mom leaves, Azul makes a vial of poison, you know, just in case. What? For who? She's a good healer, so she knows how to make, like, potions and Not like potions, but, you know, she knows how to make medicinal stuff like that. And so she makes a vial of poison in case she needs it. She's going off on this, like, In case she needs to kill Mark, right? In case she needs to kill herself, kill Tristan, kill Mark, kill... Who knows? This is dark. Who knows? Okay. She's prepared. Yes. All right. Gotta be strapped. The group boards the strip. Uh The the strip. (laughs) The group boards the ship. Yeah. As the queen gives her daughter a wedding gift. It is a vial of nectar that she tells Isolde to share with Mark on their wedding night. Is it really poison? (gasps) <gasps> Did I just guess this? She says it's nectar. Well, that already sounds fishy. So During the journey to Britain, Isolde is like stewing in her quarters because she's still mad at Tristan for killing Morhold. She's still mad at herself for having feelings for Tristan. And she's worried about this upco- upcoming wedding. Yeah. You know, she's, she's got a lot going she's on. She's going through a lot right now. So she's like stewing. And yeah. she's really blaming Tristan for a whole bunch of shit that like, it's not totally his fault. What's she blaming him for? All of it. It's all his fault. Oh, of course. In her mind. You know what I mean? She hears Tristan's men sing a song about an Irish girl that's uh, less than respectful or complimentary, you know? She hears Tristan's men singing a vulgar song about another woman? Yeah, just an Irish girl in general. Oh, oh. Like how Irish women are. Yeah, and she becomes enraged. And so she calls Tristan into her room (laughs) and questions him about the song. He refuses to give any sort of answers about the song, so she confronts him about Morholt and says that she wishes that she had killed him in revenge when she had the chance, like when she was healing him. Yeah. She was like, I should have just let you die. Did, did and so then he pulls out his sword. Whoa. That escalated fast. And is like, do it. I have a question. He like gives her the sword and he's like, do it. But she can't. I have a question. Yes. When 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 Isolde first healed Tristan, she did not... From the poison? Yeah, from the blade. Okay. Yeah. Because the, uh, did she not know what that, like, that whole scenario, what that was about? Why he had this cut from Morholt? No, I don't think so. I think more than just Morholt poisoned their blades. Oh. Um, you know, so I don't think just, he was, like, the only one that ever did it. She just thought that, like, he was in a battle with the Irishman. Yeah, yeah. Okay, but she didn't seem to care then, you know, that he could have killed some Irish Well, people. I think that he, I don't know. He might have, I don't know. That's not no. it. I don't have the poem, okay? <laughs> no, I, I just, I just, what do you think? What do you think? It depends. I've seen versions where she doesn't like Morholt, and so she knows oh. that he killed Morholt, and she doesn't really care. Oh. And she falls for Tristan anyway. Interesting. Uh, and then I've seen versions where he is in disguise, and he, like, pretends to be Irish or something like that, and then she... Tristan does? Yeah. Oh, oh and then gets healed. Because she thinks he's she's healing like another he's Irish. He's just Irish. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That one would make more sense. 
I mean, you know, in the context of everything else that's happening. But okay, okay. Sorry, I digress. Okay. So she confront, but she confronts him about Morhol and says she wishes that she had killed him in revenge when she had the chance. Yep. So he gives her his sword Said, to do it. Do it, bitch. Put your money where your and mouth is. And she can't. Because she loves him. She can't. She can't. She can't do of it. Of course not. Instead, she offers to share a drink with him, and she quietly asks her maid to bring her the poison that she had made earlier. What? What a what a switch up! It's like actually, I wanted to fucking kill you, but now I want to have a drink with you. If I was Tristan, I would not trust. Them. And I'm gonna have the poison come. Yeah, uh, but you that's like I mean? I'm not. I'm not gonna. If I was Tristan, I'm not gonna automatically think of this woman that just said she wanted to kill me. Now, just all of a sudden, wants to have a drink with me. I'm gonna be like you. But you also kind of love her. Uh, yeah, you know I mean, you also kind of. I know, but love her. You, it's like we're also kind of crazy, and you're probably at the very least gonna like spit in my drink. So maybe not. The maid brings back. The vial, which Isolde covertly adds to both her and Tristan's wine. <gasps> both? Tristan knows that she is poisoning them both. Yeah. Why is she poisoning? Tristan knows that she's poisoning them. Why is she poisoning herself? Because I think she's just like, she's like, fuck it, let's go down together, babe. This is so fucked, man. I don't want... Just let me keep going. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Tristan knows she is poisoning them both, but he drinks from the cup anyway. Mm-hmm. However... The maid has made a mistake, and instead of the poison Isolde crafted, she grabbed the vial from the queen, which was actually a love potion. Mm. Plot fucking twist, Tristan. Yeah, that's why I said, let me go. (laughs) I thought... Tristan and Isolde share a kiss as Tristan's men call out that they've arrived. Before leaving the boat, Isolde realizes what has happened, but she marries Mark that night anyway. Because what's she supposed to do, right? So she's even- She's been brought all the way over here to marry him. She can't walk out and be like, actually, I just had some love potion and I love him now. And so. actually, I was in love Although, with honestly, him. I think she could, but- Maybe. But also, they were in love before the love potion. So now it's like I know. even more there's, enhanced. Crazy. There's always parts in movies. When I'm watching movies, I'm always like, and this is the part where you could have come clean and none of the bad shit that's about to happen would have happened. I know. So. But then it's not going to be a good You're movie. Welcome. So. I know. They never they never come clean when I tell them no. no. You got to have the dark night of the so soul. So she marries Mark anyway. Of course know? she does. Of course. Although she does not love him, Mark is kind and generous. And so she doesn't hate him either. Yeah. And she likes him. She just isn't. In love and with she's him. in love with Tristan, so she's not in love with him. Yeah. She wishes that she were able to let go of her passion for Tristan and love her husband instead, but, you know. And also she's, there's a love potion involved. Yeah. Yeah. Tristan and his old tried to stay away from each other. But Mark notices that Tristan has become distant and he confronts him about it. He's like, the two have always been really close. And Mark thinks of Tristan as almost a son to him. So Tristan suddenly becoming distant is noticeable to him. And so he tries to make it better. Like, what's wrong, buddy? How you doing? Yeah. How you doing, buddy? Talk to me. Still, Tristan is miserable. And finally, Isolde offers to speak to him to see if someone near his age might be able to help. The two give in to their passion for one another and they start having an affair. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Mark is like, Tristan, why are you tripping? And then... Yeah. And then Tristan... What did Tristan say? He's like, no, everything... No, everything's fine. Like, it's... Right. You know, I'm good. It's, everything's good. Gaslight the shit out of him. But he just, like, still seems sad. Of course, because he's sad. But then... And then Mark is still worried about him. And so Isolde says, well, I can talk to him if you want me to. Wow, what a hoe. <laughs> and then... It's during that conversation that they're like, we can't not have an affair. I yeah. think we're going to need to do this. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. I, you know, I don't want to, you don't want to, but what are we supposed to do? Yeah. But they both want to. So that's not correct either, man. I know. Yeah. 
Okay, so they struggle with their respect for Mark, but can't help hide. They can't help their true feelings for one another. Yeah. They're getting it on behind Mark's back. They have to be careful to sneak around to avoid different spies in the sort of court, the courtiers, if you will. Oh, they're spies? They often talk about the knight. Yeah. There are, well, the he's the king, so there's a whole court of people around that, right? Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And those people are all, there's all sorts of palace intrigue and stuff. So there are people watching and, like, all the time. Yeah. And very willing to go and snitch and, like, gain favor and stuff. For sure. Okay. They often talk about the knight. The time that they get to be together. Tristan and Isolde. Tristan and Isolde often talk about the night, uh-huh. the time that they get to be together, as a truth. They equate it to sort of blocking out the light of false appearances. Saying, like, everything that happens during the day is a lie and an act that we have to put forward. But this time at night is actually our truth. Oh, okay. That's kind of cute. Uh, they also compare it to death. Night to death. And they see death as a time when they can finally and truly be together forever. Well, that's just kind of fucking sad, but sure. Sure. Meanwhile, Mark is hearing rumors about Tristan and he's old, but he doesn't believe it. <gasps> the rumor mails are swirling. Well, you can only yeah. you can only do this for so long, Matt, you know? Well, he's just like, what are you talking about? Tristan is the one that said I should marry Isolde. He's the one that went over there. He did, like, he's the one that helped me do this. Yeah. Like, why, what are you guys talking about? Why would he be the one to do that? Yeah. He, and he's always been, like, so loyal. Like, more loyal than anyone else to Mark. So he wouldn't, he sort of was refusing to accept these rumors. Yeah. A lot of most of the versions of the story have a lot of the drama in the middle of the story involve a lot of traps being set for Tristan and Isolde to try and figure them out and expose the affair. And they, like, they don't work. They escape this trap. They escape that trap until they finally are discovered. What are these traps? There are things like, oh, Mark is going on a hunting trip, but he actually doesn't and he's coming back and they have to run and, like, not be where they were sneaking off to Uh really quickly. Okay. Or like, you know, leading people places and groups of people to where they think they might be to try and find them and they have to run and escape. Like, things like that. Yeah. Okay. So then they get caught, actually. Yeah. At some point, even Mark begins to feel suspicious. And then finally, they are caught and Mark sentences Tristan to death. Of course he does. Of course. Well, it is treason. Cheater. Cheater, cheater. Pumpkin eater. On his way to his execution, Tristan is able to escape and rescues Isolde, who Mark was sending to a leper colony. (laughs) Hey, hold on. <laughs> How does Tristan but, escape but, in a leper colony? I think he has some parkour stuff where he, like, <laughs> it's a real action movie. Like, he escapes. Okay, he does some, like, Jackie Chan He, shit. like, jumps out of the window yeah. and, like, boom, 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 and gets down. Love that. Too. Love that. And then yeah, he and rescues finds Isolde. Isolde just before she gets on the leper boat and, like, they run away. Aww. What a cinematic ending. Is it, Wait, is that the end? Well, it's not over. Oh, okay. Oh, no, we're not done yet. Ooh, okay. They escape into the forest and stay there happily until Mark finds them, like a few months later. In the woods, cooler heads prevail, and Tristan agrees to give Mark his wife back if she will be safe with him. Mm-hmm. And he leaves Cornwall. And eventually he ends up in Brittany, which is on the French coast, sort of facing Britain. Brittany? You know? So he's not on the island anymore. He's in. He's on. He's on the coast of France. Yes, and 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 he's old. And Mark are back in their wedded bliss in Cornwall. Yeah. Okay. In Brittany, he meets the daughter of a duke who is also named as old. Interesting. And he marries her for her name and for her beauty. Yeah. Well, this motherfucker really has a quote. type. That's in quotes. <laughs> but they never. They never share a physical relationship. Oh, isn't that not a real marriage? In some then? versions, they either. 
they either never share a physical relationship or they never share an emotional like bond. Well, like they're never really more, married. That seems more accurate. Well, wait, they actually do get married, though? Just, they don't really love each yeah. other? Yeah, yeah. Well, she might love him, but he doesn't love, he can only love the original is old, not the copy. Yeah, of course. <laughs> Sorry. Tristan is again injured by a poison blade. It, it's either the poison blades are very common, or this boy is just, like, walking around, like, knocking into a bunch of blades. Yeah, he's, he's not really paying attention. A little more self His only hope is the original is old, who he knows can heal him. So he sends for her. And instructs the sailors that are on the boat. Like, basically, he's sending a boat. And then if she agrees, the boat will come back, right? Mm-hmm. With her on it. Yeah. And so he tells the sailors, if she agrees to come back, use white sails. And then if she refuses to come back, use black ones. So he'll know if she's on the boat or not. Yeah. Isolde rushes to save Tristan. But his wife, also Isolde, has discovered the truth of their love. And in her jealousy, tells a bed-bound Tristan that the ship has black sails. Aww. What a jealous bitch. Devastated. I know. Gosh. Devastated, Tristan leaves his castle and goes to the woods to die. Because, like, he, no one else can heal him but Isolde. So if she's not coming, he's going to die anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Isolde arrives, and she's too late. And she has to go find him. She finds him dying in the woods, having used his last bit of strength to get there. And he dies in her embrace. She, in her grief, follows him and dies too. She couldn't save him, Matt? No, it was too late. She was too late. Oh, no. Fuck, he's old. The the, the, the doppelganger one. Jesus. The second is old? Yeah. I know, right? After their deaths, two trees grow in the spot of their embrace. Ah. The tree's branches grow intertwined so that the trees could never be parted. <gasps> and every time they sort of like chop the branches down, they grow back and grow intertwined again. So they're together. So they're together forever. forever. Yep. Planted like a tree. Saving the earth still with their oxygen and love. Honestly, that's a beautiful story, Mab. I mean, Thanks. it's p- pretty dark at points. Yeah, yeah. And sort of fucked up. But I well, love the sentiment, you know? I kind of mix together a couple of different versions. There are, I think most versions hint that Tristan and Isolde had feelings for each other before the love potion. Yeah. They had to, or else it seems sort of like fake and not real, you know? Some versions don't. Some versions just have the love potion and have them, like, dealing with that afterwards. I don't know. I don't like that version. Because I feel like, you know, the love potion is something that was, like, contrived, you know? It's like, you could make any two people fall in love with a love potion, but that does that mean that they're yeah. actually in love? Who knows? Yeah. I don't know. But if they were actually in love which I believe that they were before the love potion, the love potion is just going to throw you over the fucking edge. I don't know how you, you know, then you're just, you're absolutely done. For. Yeah, any any sense of duty and, like, loyalty is yeah. kind of out the window because you have a love potion. Yeah. I also have read a lot of, or like, some of the versions have the love potion, but, like, the love potion wears off eventually, and Tristany's old just, like, don't wear off. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because they really love each other. You know, this yeah. does have like a uh, Romeo and Juliet vibes or like the notebook vibes with the dying. Yeah. Without, I mean, the notebook, I guess, without the tree part. But yes. And the poison and the, you know, they can't be together, but they want to be together. And, you, you know, they're from opposite sides of the track and, yada, yada, you know, like that kind of shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they try and sell Tristan and Isolde as a, like a different version of a Romeo and Juliet. And I can see where they're getting it from. Yeah. I think there are a fair amount of like obvious differences in there 
And let me hear, Mev. Go for it. Other than, like, they're different people and, I guess, well, different time periods. Yeah, they're, like, a, I mean, they're adults, to be fair. And, like, a lot of <laughs> the true. versions I'm seeing, they have a lot more agency in their choices than Romeo and Juliet have. Yeah, they're not children. And they at least try to do the appropriate thing. Like, you know what I mean? Like, she does marry Mark and they don't immediately start having an affair. Whereas, like, Romeo and Juliet are like, we're doing this now. That's true. That whole story happens in the span of, like, four days, I know, right? Was, I, did, I never realized that until we did that episode, which is, like, fucking insane. But that's, like, that would make sense for, like, two 16-year-olds that, like, just met each other. That yeah. That, like, you know, each other loves a lot. And honestly, they didn't need to do any of that. I feel like Romeo and Juliet was super, like, they were really dramatic about their shit. And this yeah. seems like less dramatic i mean it is dramatic because they both die in like a bad way but it's like i don't know if there was any other outcome for them you know it's really a different i guess it's i mean it's a similar kind of love right and then it's the star-crossed lovers the tragic love story you know yes. like that's what they both are tragic but only because of fucking he's old man i don't like her okay find someone else that really yeah. loves you because now the guy that you love is dead and also, it is a little fucked up to marry a girl just because she has the same name as the like, love of your life. But <laughs> okay, that is we can't all be perfect. That is pretty messed up on Tristan's part. I'm not gonna lie. You know, yeah. I don't know if he's old knew that. Obviously, she did not know that before marrying this man. But also, if I'm Tristan and I'm like, I can't have my actual he's old. You know, and yeah. what am I gonna? I mean, maybe he did like he's old uh, to a certain extent. You know, but it's like, yeah, right. I'm never gonna. I'm never going to be able to be with the love of my life. So what am I going to do? I guess I'm going to find the next best thing, which is like a woman with the same which name. Which is a pretty girl named Isolde. <laughs> I had a pretty girl named Isolde and I lost her. Maybe this one is Not also as old. But, like, you know, it's, whatever. it's the silver medal. And that's, I guess, what I got to deal with. Yeah. I don't hate him for that. A lot of the versions don't have Isolde. Second is old. The doppelganger. Yeah. Yeah. Both, like, the two major versions that people reference now, there's a, there's a, an opera by Wagner. An opera? What does that mean? Yeah. What? What do you mean, what is an opera? Oh, okay. I mean, I, mean, I, I guess mean? in this context. Oh, like, this story is an opera. Is that what you're saying? They made an opera about it, yeah. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Okay. I don't think the second is old is in the opera. And the second is old, the other one is there's a movie that came out in 2006. That has James Franco playing um, Tristan, which... I love that. Wasn't... Um, yeah, it wasn't great. <laughs> it wasn't... It wasn't great. But it's not that bad. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, I've seen worse movies. Of course. The movie doesn't have the love potion, and it doesn't have the second is old. What are the... what? And he doesn't... There's no dragon. And I he doesn't like come to Ireland in disguise. They, like, think he's dead and bury him in, like... In the, you know, like the Viking funeral where you're in the boat and then they shoot it and it catches on fire and it floats away? Um, sure. Well, they did that, but his boat floated across the Irish Sea to Ireland and he wasn't dead. He was just poisoned and Isolde finds him and heals him and they fall in love. Yes. Does the whole part with Mark, is that in there? And like, how does, how did the, how, yeah. how does it end badly then? So in the movie, in the movie, first of all, in the movie, she hates Morholt. She's like, fuck that guy. Okay. Well, right. And so she heals uh, Tristan. And then as soon as he's healed, other people in Ireland, they find his sword, which he was buried with. And so they realize that the guy who killed Morhold is in Ireland. And so he has to escape. The guy, Tristan. And his old helps him escape. Tristan has to escape. 
uh-huh. before they find him. And uh, he asks Azul to come with her, but she says she can't. Why? And he doesn't understand why, because she hasn't... Well, she can't because she's a princess and she's got, like, duties and stuff there. She's a healer. A princess healer. Yeah. And, but she can't. And then he goes back over and then as a way to sow more distrust and discord in the British, like, groups Mm. in order to make all those tribes, like, hate each other even more, the Irish king is like, I'll make them fight over who gets to marry as old. And then they're all going to fight each other for her and they're not going to have time to unite and come against me. Yeah. That was his plan. Okay. And so Mark in the movie has lost his hand saving Tristan's life at the beginning of the movie. So he can't like fight that well. He can do okay, but he's not going to win like a battle. Yeah. He's not going to win the tournament to win his old hand. Yes. But if he wins his old hand, then he'll be the king of all of the tribes, right? Like that's the idea. Uh-huh. So Mark sends Tristan to fight in a tournament for him. And Tristan doesn't know that his old is the princess. Right, at this so point. So he wins the tournament and wins Isolde's hand. And then Isolde, like, rips off her veil and she's like, I accept. I'm excited to marry you. And then uh, her dad's like, what the fuck are you talking about? You're marrying his uncle. <laughs> but I thought he won. And then they're like, fuck. And they're so upset. Oh, um, yeah, he won four marks. Oh, right, right, right. But that was always supposed to happen. But like, but at this point. That was always supposed to happen. He still love like, they realize they have feelings for each other and love each other. Yeah. And so then he brings her back and all that stuff happens. And it just happens in a non-magical way and just like a realistic way i don't like that and then eventually they figure out they like realize is old and tristan are sleeping together and they use it to like embarrass mark and make him lose all the support he has from the other tribes and then the irish and one of the traitor tribes like team up to try and take down mark and it's in that battle that tristan dies Oh, that's not my favorite version of this story. It's not It's not that much fun. There are some good love scenes, though, and I'm always available for those. <laughs> Plus one, Matt. <laughs> I'm just aware when a movie has one. No, hey, sometimes that's all I search for on YouTube, so... Yeah. Um. Okay, I... I, I so there are like tons this. of versions of the story. I think yeah. that the, I think that movie tried to update it and modernize the story by taking the magical elements out of yeah. it. But when you do that... I think it kind of just made it more boring. Yeah. Life's no fun without a little magic, Matt. Like without a dragon and some love potions. Like, that sounds fun. Okay. And a healer woman and, you know... Yeah. You need yeah. a little magic. I like the idea of the love potions, like, um, coming when Tristan and he's old. That's why I, like, organized my version of the story like that. Coming when Tristan and he's old are already sort of fighting their feelings for one another. Yeah. And I was like, they can't even fight it now. It's like, don't even try. Yeah. This is a, the universe is signed to just... Yeah, they're screwed. Go for it. Love is great. Love is love. I guess. Okay. Well. <laughs> Do you have any other comments? Suggestions? Um, suggestions. Emotions? <clears throat> I want to know what these people look like. I have pictures in my head, but I'm going to do some Googling. And I know they're not real, but I just wanted to... I just want to see. Yeah. I mean, if you look up the, like... Tr- I mean, Tristan, he's old. In my head, it's just James Franco and the girl they got to play as old. <laughs> and that's not like what I would recommend, no. but it is what it is. I was literally not p- picturing James Franco at all during any of this. That's good. So that's good. I'm I happy will, I you. refuse to picture him now as Tristan. Also, I just he doesn't look like a Tristan, so I like I can't, you know. Yeah. He really spends like a lot of the movie, a lot of the like middle part of the movie just like sad. You know? Just sad. Yeah, cuz the whole time he's not having sex with Isolde, he's just sad. <laughs> 
He's like bummed. I understand. And everyone's like, why is Tristan so sad? And his old's like, I don't know. <laughs> weird. Can't imagine. Uh, I just thought that's his personality. I'm not sure. So weird. I, uh, me not knowing him at all. Can I ask why you, know. why you picked this one, Matt? Yeah, I like, I was kind of thinking in the vein of Romeo and Juliet and taking a step beyond that and like. Some people consider this an original, like, you know, like one of the original Romeo and Juliet kind of stories. It's definitely an archetype. Yeah. And I have seen, I had seen the 2006 movie and it was like, there's got to be some better shit about this out there. And there is, it's just like, I don't know that anyone's ever really done this story like justice, justice, because it's such a, you have so many options on what to do and what to go with it because it's a myth and it doesn't have a really tied down version of it. Yeah. And so kind of putting all those pieces together into the most coherent version of it. I think I have a thorough understanding of this story now. I also like the, I like the love potion aspect of it. I think that's a really interesting plot piece. Yeah. And I like how some versions of it don't even use it. They're just like, these two so obviously want to get together that we don't need the love potion. I respect that. But I like the idea of the love potion being this sort of like, this thing that we can pretend to blame, you know? Yeah, kind of, sort of. But I mean, I guess in the in the version you told, it, they were already, they already loved each other before the love potion. It's just like... In almost every version, he definitely has already been healed by her once yeah. before she comes back. And she calls him in there to fight with him and then they drink the love potion together. Yeah. You know? But on accident. So there's already things like that. Yeah, there are already things like that that sort of hint towards maybe not love, but they there is an interest there in each other. Yeah. They aren't just like, whatever, you know? Yeah. Like, if she didn't care about him at all, she wouldn't have called him in there to yell at him. Like, I think yeah. that she, I think that she calls him into that room on the boat because what she really wants to be saying to him is like, how could you let me go off and marry this guy when I think there's something real here? Yeah. I love you. And they just can't, Don't neither one of them can me. say that. Now. Yeah, it's the plight of love, Matt. So many feelings, and yet no and they one both can get to blame shit. each other for the different like personalities and stuff that they, you know, for yeah. the different pieces of the story that they're responsible for. They both get to say, "Well, this is your fault because of this, and this is your fault because of this." But then the love potion wasn't either one of their faults. What does he blame her for? I mean, like he can definitely blame her for lying to him about who she is and his and her identity, and he told Mark and like talked Mark into marrying the princess is old but he didn't know that the princess is old was the girl that he was falling for over here right so like that's not so if she had told him the truth and he wouldn't have he wouldn't have talked Mark into marrying her oh uh, but I thought I mean I thought Mark kind of made that decision he just like this is a political move for me and whatever whatever he whatever. I mean like if he if he had known that is old was the princess if Tristan had known that yeah then he you know, he can make the argument that he could have talked Mark out of it. In some versions, he does talk Mark. In some versions, he knows as old as the princess. Oh. He comes back to Cornwall and is just like, oh, my God, she's so great. She healed me. She saved my life. She's so beautiful. She's the best thing ever. Yeah. And Mark's like, oh, OK, I should marry her. And then Tristan is like, oh, OK. <laughs> you know, actually, so there's some versions like that. But then there are some versions where he doesn't know that as old as the princess and is basically like, and Mark is basically like, hey, if I marry the, the Irish king's daughter, that could be really good for me politically. Yeah. And Tristan is like, yeah, that's a good idea. Whereas if he knew that the Irish king's daughter was the girl he was falling for, he might have been like, actually, I don't think you should do that. Yeah. But you think he would have told I would, him because maybe, maybe I, I could marry her. Yeah. You think he would have said yeah. that? Or he would have made up some other excuse I don't know. about like, she's actually not that great. His relation to Mark is different in a lot of different versions, too. 
Yeah. Sometimes he's Mark's nephew. Sometimes he's the son of the king of a different tribe that died. And so Mark is sort of a surrogate father for him. Oh, but I You know, different way. things like that. But yeah, he definitely has the vibe of like Mark could name him to be his heir kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And so he could argue like, yeah, maybe I love her. If I marry her, when you're not king anymore, we'll be king and queen. You know, like he could do that. Yeah. And also it'll be real love. I'm sure there's someone out there that Mark would actually love and want to marry and that also would want to marry him back genuinely and i think you see that near the end of the story when mark agrees to take his old back and let tristan go like in the heat of the moment he sentences him to death and sends her off with the lepers yeah he but once mad. they've all had some time to cool off yeah he can't he doesn't want to kill tristan true he loves him yeah of course and he doesn't want to kill his old or send her away because he loves her too Oh, he does genuinely love her? I think he loves her in the, not in the super passionate way that Tristan loves her, but in the, like, companionship way. Yeah. You know? He's just, like, a kind, like you said, he's, like, a kind, like, compassionate person. And that's, like, a part of, that's another part of it that I like is that it doesn't, I think in Romeo and Juliet, the other option for Juliet, the, like, what's his name, Paris, the guy that she's supposed to marry, he's kind of a dick. Uh He's kind of annoying. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. You know, and in this one, it's like Mark is a nice guy. That's part of what makes it so hard is that neither one of them want to hurt him. Yeah. He just happens to be the sacrificial lamb here, kind of, sort of. Yeah. Or in the middle of things. True math. I give this one an A+. And I don't think they broke up. I would gather to say that they never really worked together. Truthfully, like a hot a breakup is such a like vague term for us. Like they almost never break up. Well, you know what I mean? no, sometimes they do. Just as often they die together, or they die. Just as often the like breakup is that one of them died. Yes, one of them died, or one of them had to marry somebody else, or they were actually never together. They just had this like underlying love and passion for yeah. each other, and slept like Cleopatra, our times. first couple, Cleopatra and Anthony, did not break up. No, but they were they toxic, They both killed though. themselves the same day. They were toxic. They, were they probably should have broken up. They- <laughs> That's another situation. Like, every situation like that that ends tragically, I'm just like, and this is the moment where you could have fixed everything and no one had to die. And no they're just like, well, I'm not going to do that. But it's not interesting then. But I, I will say, I don't think... Yeah. Tristan or Isolde were like toxic or like if they if they had a chance to like really like be together you know if the if the the stars aligned and there wasn't all of this fucking like political stuff in between them I think they would have had like a genuinely happy healthy relationship together yeah I think so yeah which I think that's beautiful because if I've learned anything from this podcast it's like that never happens so that's rare <laughs> that is uh maybe you need a love potion for that to be the case well don't say that ma'am because now there's no hope for any of us for you to have like genuine passion and like <laughs> excitement and and a healthy, really healthy, and a healthy love and connection well couldn't be point me in the direction of this love who's potion, ma'am point who's me that? in the direction who can i talk to where do they sell this? What am I even going to do with that? You're going to give me everything I've ever wanted all at once? I'm probably going to fuck it up. I'm going to ruin I'm going to sabotage Seems it. So it's fake. not going to work I'm out. definitely going to fuck it up. <laughs> oh, my God. I would sabotage it so fast. Oh. <laughs> it's okay. At least we tried. You know? Yeah. Tried. At least it existed. Okay. So, the sources for this are Tristan Undizold, the Wagner opera that we were talking about. Tristan Undizold, the 2006 movie that we were talking about. And then the other versions I got were mostly cobbled together from, like, Encyclopedia Britannica and MythEncyclopedia.com. 
Love. And we will catch you wait, next wait, month. Wait, wait, you gotta with... say the song. Oh, I'm so sorry. Our intro outro <laughs> is Feeling Good by White Hot from Freebeats.io. Gang, 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 gang. And we will see you next month for... A special episode. A special Lauren's Choice episode. It's gonna Get ready. If you're annoyed off. at my voice, <laughs> I don't blame you. Next month is your episode because Lauren's gonna be doing... No one's annoyed. All the talking. Honestly. It's gonna be so good. It's gonna be a shit show, but just, just buckle up. You know? It's gonna be... Buckle it's up. It's gonna be good. Bye, Bye everybody!